Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Heston, back with another episode here on The Truth. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be doing my college football rankings here for week number three here in college football. Obviously, last week and the week before, I went over rankings one and two. And although there's some similarities with my rankings compared to the college football rankings, Mine are a little bit different, and with this show, I'm going to be able to go over my just-missed teams and then my top 25 and give at least a brief analysis on why I put them where they're at. Without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into it first by taking a look at my rankings here in week number two. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Number four, TCU. Number five, Oregon. Number six, Tennessee. Number seven, Ole Miss. Number 8, LSU. Number 9, Alabama. Number 10, Clemson. Number 11, UCLA. Number 12, USC. Number 13, Utah. Number 14, Penn State. Number 15, Liberty. Number 16, North Carolina. Number 17, Tulane. Number 18, North Carolina State. Number 19, UCF. Number 20, Texas. Number 21, Oklahoma State. Number 22, Notre Dame. Number 23, Illinois. Number 24, Kentucky. And number 25, Mississippi State. Let's go ahead and look at my top 20 or the AP top 25. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Number four, TCU. Tennessee, number five. LSU, number six. USC, number seven. Bama, eight. Clemson, nine. Utah, 10. Penn State, 11. Oregon, 12. North Carolina, 13. Ole Miss, 14. Washington, 15. UCLA, 16. 17, UCF. 18, Notre Dame. 19, Kansas State. 20, Florida State. 21, Tulane. 22, Cincinnati, 23, Coastal Carolina, 24, Oklahoma State, and 25, Oregon State. Whew, that one was a exciting ranking, um, I guess, analysis. Not even analysis, just going through them. Now let's go ahead and take a look at my college football rankings for week three. Starting from the bottom to the top, I'm also going to do something different and go over my three missed out or just missed first. Starting with number 28, the Oregon State Beavers. This is a team that definitely broke out into the scene this year. They've had some quality games. They are 7-3. and three. Their losses this season have all came to presumably ranked teams. First, USC, they lost at home by three. They got crushed by Utah on the road, and then they also lost at Washington by three. But they've been in all their games, and this Oregon State Beavers team is definitely a team to watch out for. Moving forward, they got at Arizona State and then versus Oregon, so they have a win potentially and then a uh, probably a potential loss. But finishing the year 8-4, and four, especially with the year that they have being bowl eligible, this is definitely a team that can contend for a New Year's Six Bowl. I just missed them out of my rankings. They're definitely capable of beating the rankings and probably um, would end up being in the rankings this week. I think maybe beating Arizona State and putting up a good fight against Oregon would kind of maybe profile them into the rankings. I think their big loss to Utah definitely hurt. But they've won the games that they're supposed to win. And they've also lost the games they're supposed to lose. So we'll see. I'm moving forward how that Oregon State team does fare, but I currently have them ranked number 28. Second team I'm going to go over is the Duke Blue Devils at my 27th spot. Duke's had an interesting year, to say the least. They've had three losses this year as well. They've lost to North Carolina by three, Georgia Tech on the road by three, and they also lost to Kansas on the road by eight. Again, similar boat. All three teams, I believe, have been ranked at least into the top 25 AP, except Georgia Tech. I don't think Georgia Tech was ever ranked. But Kansas, a good loss. Their only losses were by one possession, so they've got a chance to be 10-0. But losing to the teams that they've lost to, they've had a close couple of wins. The biggest one was definitely Northwestern, only winning by eight, which is definitely a little bit concerning. But as far as I'm concerned, 
especially what they got moving forward, they definitely have potential to continue moving in a positive direction. They got at Pitt and then versus Wake Forest. So two winnable games there. Wake Forest is always a challenge, though. They've been ranked for a period of time, too. So we'll see how they play. But I think the next two games for Duke is going to be very key into seeing their overall success moving forward. And then finally, I'm going to go with Cincinnati at my 26th spot. They just barely missed my cusp. They lost week one at Arkansas by seven. They also lost at UCF by four. Both teams were ranked again at a period of time this year. One of the reasons why I held them out of the top 25, at least this week, was their close you know, wins they've had, especially their last two games, beating East Carolina by only two and then beating Navy at home um, by two. They also beat SMU by two, South Florida by four, Tulsa by 10. And although these are wins, I feel like in order to be in my top 25 and, and have success moving forward, they should at least widen the gap a little bit. It's a better thing for them that they didn't end up losing um, those games because it definitely would hurt them a lot. But I think that's really the only difference you know that I have with Cincinnati is just the fact that they've had a lot of close margin victories. Coming up, they got at Temple next week, which should be an easy win for them before taking on Tulane at home, which will definitely be a tall task. They are still in contention for the AAC conference title. They definitely need to win out and beat Tulane, I believe, to contend for that title. But we'll see. This is a very good team, and we'll see how well they fare moving forward. Next on my list, I'm going to go with a little bit of a wild card, some may say. I'm going to go with Liberty. Liberty last week in my poll was 15 overall, at least you know where they were ranked. And although that is definitely interesting for a lot of people, they did lose last week, which definitely did hurt them. But they're eight and two. Um, you know, losing last week to UConn definitely hurt them and dropped them from 15 all the way to 25. Their only other loss this year is by one to Wake Forest, and that was on the road, so a tough environment there. But nonetheless, they are still a really good team. They beat Arkansas, beat BYU. Um, you know, had some good wins there. And moving forward, they got Virginia Tech before taking on New Mexico State. Two games that they should win um, and, and prove the 10 and 2 on the year. So Liberty's a very good team. You know, they did have a tough loss to UConn last week, which UConn 6 and 5. Typically, they're not a good football school, although they're 6 and 5. Um, be curious to see how they fare this season. I definitely think Liberty should still be ranked in the top 25, but since they did have those close margins, they have fallen a little bit. Well, a good amount on my list, but they still managed to be in the top 25. Coastal Carolina, I'm going to go with them in my number 24 spot. They're 9-1 and one on the year. They're on a three-game winning streak. Only beat Southern Miss at home by three. They have a game this week at Virginia, which I'm guessing that's going to be canceled because as the time I'm recording this, we just literally found out this morning that uh, three Virginia football players, I literally found out an hour ago, were killed. So this is going to probably be a cancellation of a game. I don't see them playing it out. So let's move ahead to their next matchup in the final week at James Madison. Definitely a winnable game. Whether they schedule a game this week or they just, you know, have a no contest and finish 10-1, and one, they're definitely a really good team. Their one loss this year was to Old Dominion where they got crushed. But you see a similar year in and year out, especially as of late with Coastal Carolina and kind of being a non-Power 5 team to potentially make a run. There is a new committee format for when the college football playoff does expand into um, – the 12-team playoff where they, I believe it's the highest-ranked non-Power 5 school uh, will get into the college football playoff. So if it, that was the case, they'd potentially make a case for it. But I do think with a 9-and-run record, they've had too close of margins to be ranked a bit higher, but they definitely still deserve to be ranked because they still are one of the premier teams in college football. 
Tulane, I'm dropping Tulane all the way down to number 23. I was never too big on Tulane. It's not that I didn't really believe in them. I just haven't really, I don't know. They've just been a little bit interesting, to say the least. Their biggest challenge yet was definitely against UCF, and they did lose. That was a tough game. They also lost to Southern Miss, too. So they've had two losses there, but they're still 8-2. and two. Moving forward, they got SMU and then at Cincinnati. So the Cincinnati game will definitely be another telltale test. That game could potentially decide who goes to the AAC championship game, which have far-reaching implications. Tulane, though, is a very solid team. They got a good offense, relatively solid defense. Just not buying the hype, especially with losing to UCF. That definitely hurt them moving forward, but we'll see. I think a committee will still rank them a bit higher just because they love those non-Power 5 schools, but we'll definitely see how they fare. Florida State. I'm making an appearance with Florida State here at number 22. They were, believe I believe, on my first or last, basically, first three out, I should say. Um, I think at the 26th spot even, too. Florida State with a commanding win at Syracuse, 38-3, who at the beginning of the year was ranked. This week, they got Louisiana Monroe. Then they got Florida at home. So they got a challenge coming up, but pretty solid year. They lost at NC State by two, at Wake Forest by 10. Wake Forest seems to be a team that loses bad games and then beats the teams that they should beat. They lost to those two games, and they also lost to Clemson by six. So Florida State's still a really good football school. They've had commanding wins. Their defenses look phenomenal, 45-3 to at Miami of Florida, and then 38-3 to at Syracuse. So they've had commanding wins. They honestly should be ranked at least a little bit higher on my list, but keeping them at the number 22 spot I think is respectable. We'll really see not next week, but that big match against Florida, even though Florida's having a little bit of a down year, um, at least in some people's standards see how they're going to be able to fare because they are still a really, really good team, and we'll see how Florida State's able to compete moving forward. Next, at the 21 spot, sticking in the ACC, I'm going to go with North Carolina State. Last week, they lost to Boston College by one at home, which was crucial uh, for a crucial L. They are at Louisville and at North Carolina to end the year. So although they're ranked 21 on my list, they still have a lot of proving to do. Um, they've had a solid year nonetheless, at least in their standards. They're 7-3, and three. lost to Clemson by 10, then lost to Syracuse 24-9. At the time, Syracuse was ranked number 18, so that was definitely a difficult challenge. But they're still a really good football team, really good football program. They're heading in the right direction. I think they have a lot of veteran leadership that has kind of propelled them into this 21 ranking, at least for me. And I do think overall they're a really good team, but right now I just don't really buy the hype, and I think this is going to be another – down year, not necessarily down year, but moving forward to the last couple of games here, it's going to be a test. They could potentially lose both of them. UW, University of Washington, jumps all around on my list here at number 20 with a big win on the road last week against Oregon, 37-34. to 34. They also beat Oklahoma State by three and have really handled business. Their two losses came at UCLA um, and then also at Arizona State. So the Arizona State was obviously a bad L. But looking forward, they got Colorado and Wazoo, Washington State University. Colorado is 1-9 on the year, and Washington State 6-4. and four. They did beat Wisconsin this year, though. We'll see how UW's able to play, but 8-2. and two, I feel like this is one of those teams that has really just secretly managed to kind of move up in the rankings. They're currently 5th in the Pac-12. Uh, Pac I'd be curious to see how this plays out because USC, USC is 9-1, and one, Oregon Utah, UCLA, Washington are all 8-2, and two, and Oregon State 7-3. So there could be a lot of potential outcomes as far as a Pac-12 championship. Bottom line for Washington, the least you need to do is at least win out. 
that would be huge for them. And then kind of just see how the rest of the cards fall into place. I'm not too sure how tiebreakers go. Obviously, with the tiebreaker they have now, they clearly wouldn't be uh, in the Pac-12 championship. But there's still definitely a lot of room to grow. And this is a really good football team. Right above them is UCLA. They dropped tremendously on my list. UCLA wasn't really buying the hype, but they had a horrible loss this week um, at home against Arizona. Arizona, obviously not a good football program. They are 4-6, and six, but still not very good. They got USC this week at home before taking on Cal to end the year. Really going to be curious to see how this one plays out. I was not necessarily a big believer in UCLA. They're currently 8-2. and two. They had some good wins. Their other loss was to Oregon on the road, which was definitely very vital. They beat UW, though, which was definitely a good win for them. They also beat Utah. So they've had some quality wins there. But looking forward, their biggest challenge yet will definitely be USC. There's a far-reaching implications on that one, not necessarily for UCLA, but USC, as I'll talk about more later, just because USC right now has got the best chance for the Pac-12 to make a college football playoff once again. But we'll see. UCLA definitely dropped. Losing to Arizona on the road is one thing, but losing at home is another. They're number 19 on my list. Texas, I'm actually moving them up, which sounds crazy to believe, because I had Texas at 20. I'm moving them up to number 18. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is the highest four-loss team I do have one of the big reasons why I was only losing to TCU by seven. You know, honestly, TCU is a really good team. I mentioned previously, I'll talk more about TCU later, but this was a proving game for TCU, at least in my opinion. TCU, TCU needed to prove a lot, not only to me, but a lot of people in college football that show that they're legit. Going up against a good Texas team on the road, they definitely showcase that. Texas this season lost TCU at home, lost Oregon State on the road. Lost to Texas Tech on the road by three, and then lost to Alabama by one. That Alabama game, although it doesn't look too great now because Alabama's got a two-loss team, that's still a really, really difficult schedule. And moving forward, they got two games, um, first against Kansas on the road before taking on Baylor at home. Winnable games there, I think if they're even, even able to win those games, they should finish in the top 15 just because of their schedule that they had. Obviously, the one loss they did have that was not as great was Texas Tech, but as my boy Ashton Coates would know, Texas Tech is still a good school. So I do have them up too, even with a loss. It's something really rare to say, but honestly, I should have ranked them higher. I believe the committee had them at 18-2 last week, if I'm not mistaken. So ranking them two spots higher, we'll see how they're able to play moving forward. Sticking with the Big 12, I got Oklahoma State at number 17. They had a good win on the road against, I'm sorry, at home against Iowa State. Oklahoma State's been pretty solid this year. Um, they have been doing with some injuries, especially at the quarterback position. But, you know, that big loss to Kansas was definitely very crucial for, I guess, not only um, not necessarily playoff chances, but Big 12 chances as well. TCU's already clinched, I believe, a conference to, uh, conference bid to the, a bid to the conference championship. There you go. Couldn't figure that out of my mouth. But Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Baylor, and even Texas are all still in the mix for a possible match there. Be curious to see how Oklahoma State plays in their final two games. They face at Oklahoma next week, who hasn't really been playing well at all. They're 5-5, five and five, but they're still a really good program. Before ending the year at home against West Virginia, they should win. Theoretically, they should win their last two games, but you never know. They finished 9-3, and three, especially in the Big 12, how the Big 12 has been playing this year. There's definitely a lot of potential for them to continue moving forward in the right direction. Notre Dame. I'm putting Notre Dame at number 16 this week. Notre Dame has a 7-3 record. We obviously know they lost to Ohio State and Marshall to start the year. The Ohio State one was kind of expected playing on the road, um, but they also lost to Stanford by two. Kind of a disappointing year nonetheless, but here are some big wins. They've won their last four games. 
Um, but they beat Clemson pretty handily. And moving forward, they got Boston College and then at USC. That's going to be really crucial to see too because that, again, is going to have far-reaching playoff implications, especially if USC is able to beat UCLA next week. Sometimes they don't want to admit it, but Notre Dame is a very good football college. They're a very good football school, and they're kind of like Texas where year in and year out, I feel like they're always competing at the highest level and really have showcased over the years why they deserve to be ranked where they are. And I think moving forward, they continue to go in a positive direction and could potentially, not this year, but next year, contend again for another playoff spot. UCF at number 15, they really just validated everything that I wanted them to do. One of the reasons why was obviously winning this week against Tulane. That was their biggest challenge yet, in my opinion. Moving forward for UCF, it's going to be interesting to see how they fare against some of the other teams. They're 5-1 and one in conference play. And moving forward, their final two games are Navy and South Florida, both games that they should win, especially the one against South Florida. I believe the AP has ranked them at number 22, but in my opinion, I think they're a better team than that. They're honestly probably the best non-Power 5 school because that match between UCF and Tulane, I think, really showcased who is the best non-Power 5 school. And I do believe, at least to start, it's definitely going to be UCF. We'll see moving forward, but they should win their last two games to improve the 10-2 on the season. North Carolina, putting them at number 14. They've been kind of sneaky this year. North Carolina is still a really good school. They're 6-0 in conference play, 9-1 in general. Got a big date against NC State before taking on Clemson at home. This is really going to tell a lot about that North Carolina team. They're currently first in the Coastal Conference. I believe are close, if not have already clinched a bid to the ACC Championship game. So we could potentially have a North Carolina-Clemson showcase back-to-back weeks. That'd be insane to think about and even see. But moving forward, obviously, is there two um, hardest challenges yet. I did forget to mention, too, they actually have a game against Georgia Tech as well. Oh, I see what I'm, I'm tripping right now because on my phone it says something different. So they're already, they're already in the championship game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it looks like they're already in the ACC championship game. They got Georgia Tech and NC State to end the year, and then they'll play Clemson in the ACC championship game. Nonetheless, they still have tons of room to prove themselves, especially against Clemson there, a potential top 10 matchup. We'll see moving forward how this North Carolina Tar Heels team plays, but I'm really liking their chances, especially against the Clemson team that's been a little bit iffy at times this season. Oregon, Oregon's win put in the number 13 spot. I had them ranked at number five last week. Really didn't want to drop them that far, but losing to UW was definitely a detrimental loss. They lost at home. Moving forward, they got Utah and Oregon State, two teams that will probably end up being ranked in the college football rankings this week. So obviously their playoff chances are gone, but they still have a chance to win the Pac-12 conference. And if they're able to win the Pac-12 and win these final two regular season games, they could potentially be in the top seven. Once again, they're obviously the first loss to get crushed by Georgia and then losing to Washington, two teams that will probably be ranked. I know Georgia, well, I'm saying more UW. Really good season for Oregon thus far, especially with Bo Nix and the new coach that they had after week one. There was a lot of concern, but they've really been able to figure that out and continue to progress in a positive direction. So I'm liking Oregon there. Penn State, I got them ranked at number 12. Again, kind of a sleeper team. Moving forward, you know, their two losses were to Michigan on the road and Ohio State, two typical losses. They shut out Maryland this week, 30-0. to zero. They got Rutgers on the road this week and then taking on Michigan State at home. Another two games right there. They should probably go 10-2, finish the year strong. Really good offensive performance, but I think their biggest takeaway so far has been their defense stepping up in big-time situations. Minnesota was a good game. Obviously, Maryland, Indiana, especially as of late. Rutgers is a struggling football team, a struggling football program. 
but they have a lot of play for this year. They are four and six or two wins away from bowl eligibility. So there's a lot of things riding on that game. Expect that one to be a little bit of a challenge, but I do think Penn State does pull away. Obviously, the Big Ten East streams are uh, coming to an end this season. That doesn't mean their overall season is coming to an end because they should be in a New Year's Six Bowl, potentially a Rose Bowl, depending on how things play out moving forward. But Penn State, I definitely think, should be inside the top 12. Utah at the number 11 spot, they've been weird this year. They were really solid last year. They had that thrilling game in the Rose Bowl against Ohio State. 6-1 and one in conference play, 8-2 and two overall. They beat Stanford pretty handily. They beat Arizona, beat Wazoo, beat USC. So they're on a four-game win streak. They also beat Oregon State, which is a really big win for them. Their first loss was to Florida on the road, which was a tough environment. And then they also lost to USC by or UCLA by 10. So moving forward, all the marbles are going to be in this matchup between Oregon and my rankings, 11 versus 13 matchup before taking on Colorado to end the year. So they have potential, again, to prove themselves. And I believe with a win can potentially, if not, fully clinch a Pac-12 championship burst. So a lot to be played for here in this one. Really solid football team, really solid football program. Excited to see how those two uh, interact in this next matchup. As my lifting group alarm is going off. Ole Miss at number 10. This is another interesting one here. I'm putting Ole Miss at number 10. Last week I had Ole Miss at number 7, so only dropped them three spots. Ole Miss is 8-2 and two on the year. Their two losses, obviously, last week to Alabama, only by six. And then they got crushed by LSU, who's potentially going to be, I think, the first two-loss team to make the college football playoff. Ole Miss is still a really good football program. They got a good date this week at Arkansas and then finishing the year against Mississippi State. I do believe they'll win at least one. The only one I'm concerned about is Arkansas. A hard-fought matchup, though, against Alabama, to say the least. Alabama's been interesting this year. I'll talk more about them in a second, but Ole Miss has definitely kind of been thrown under the radar. They've had good quality performances, and I'm really excited to see how they end the year. Alabama, they're 8-2 and two as well, but 5-2 and two in conference play. They got an easy one this week against Austin Peay. Um, interesting to see how that one fares. And then they face Auburn once again, who's having another down year with a 4-6 and six record. Barely beating Ole Miss, though, on the road was definitely a big win. They obviously lost to LSU by one, and they all their loss they had was to Tennessee by three. So a lot of people are freaking out that Alabama's lost two games, but when you look at the two games that they've lost, losing by a combined four points, um, it's definitely not very concerning. Nick Saban obviously probably a little bit displeased, but overall this is still a really good football team. Have to put them lower than teams like LSU, Tennessee, and even Georgia because of kind of the strength of schedule of the SEC. I have six SEC schools in the top 10. It's actually crazy to think about. But we'll see moving forward. This was obviously the best division in college football. It's not even close. I mean, Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, Alabama, Ole Miss. I mean, if you're in the SEC, you're definitely playing some hard mouth, smash mouth football. So we'll see. But Alabama is still definitely a good team. I wouldn't be surprised if they finish the year inside the top seven and can crush whoever they face in the bowl game. Clemson, I'm having them at the number eight spot. They're nine and one this season, and their one loss was to Notre Dame pretty handily. But Notre Dame's starting to pick things up a little bit, and it's still a really good football program. They got two matchups in the regular season. They got Miami of Florida and South Carolina, both games that they should win before taking on North Carolina at the end of the year. In my opinion, Clemson still has a path to the college football playoff, and they need some things to go in their favor. Um, for example, they need USC to lose. They need LSU to lose the SEC championship game or the game in general. They need Tennessee to not make the college football playoff and then TCU to uh, lose. And they can be back in the college football playoff. And that's how I think my path to 
whatever will go. But Clemson still is a good football program. They've had a solid year. Davos Sweeney's done a really good job. And I'm really excited to see how Clemson plays, especially those final two games before taking on North Carolina, which, again, could be another top 10 matchup in the ACC conference. Number seven, USC. What happened? This was the only team in the Pac-12 that actually did not well, survived and did not lose. They won pretty handily against Colorado. But these are their two biggest challenges yet at UCLA and versus Notre Dame, two teams that are ranked still. Then they also have a big Pac-12 championship game. If USC is able to win out, then Clemson's chances of making the playoff will go to waste, and USC will probably find a way to squeeze into the playoff. See, what's interesting about my kind of rankings that I do on a week-to-week basis is there's a lot of matchups that have still yet to be played. You know, I still have Ohio State, Michigan in the top two, sorry, top three. One of those teams is going to lose and ultimately fall. So the teams that I have, like USC, Clemson, even Bama, for example, can easily move into the top four. And that's, I think, how it should be ranked moving forward. Nonetheless, they got two hard matchups. They'll face three ranked teams in their final three games with most likely uh, with the Pac-12 championship. I feel like they've kind of breezed by their season thus far. They haven't really played anyone too good. I mean, the big beat Oregon State by three, lost to Utah by one. Kind of just a little underrated, but I don't know. These are the three games that I'm really going to be able to see if USC is really legit and should be a team to be reckoned with. LSU at the number six spot. They have surprised a lot of people this season. They're eight and two. Like I said, they could be the first eight and two, or sorry, ten and two team. Actually, it'd be like eleven and two team to make the college football playoff. At least in recent memory, I don't know if that's a fact. I'll have to fact check later. But moving forward, they got UAB, an easy win for them, and they got at Texas A&M before taking on Georgia in the SEC championship game. This season, they've lost to Florida State by one and the Tennessee by twenty-seven. Yeah, twenty-seven. So. Two losses there that probably proved a little bit costly. They beat Florida State. This is a team that I'm probably thinking is a top four team. But we'll see. Moving forward, like I said, they got UAB, Texas A&M. They should win those two games, and that big matchup is going to potentially be a win and get in to the college football playoff for LSU. It'll also make the committee make some tough decisions because Georgia's undefeated. Let's say LSU beats Georgia in the SEC championship game. Is that a potential where... Georgia is number four or in the top four. LSU is potentially number three. And then we have like Ohio State or TCU thrown in the mix too. So that's kind of where there's going to be some confusion and whatnot, especially with a two-loss team making the playoff. I just don't see if Georgia wins out and loses the SEC championship game unless they get thumped by LSU that Georgia's not in the playoff. Tennessee, number five, sticking in the SEC conference. They're 9-1. and one. Obviously, their one loss was to Georgia. After kind of a devastating loss to Georgia on the road, they bounced back very heavily and beat the crap out of Missouri at home. They got South Carolina and Vanderbilt both on the road, but should be easy wins for them. They should finish the year 11-1. and Kind of an interesting situation with Tennessee, at least where I have them ranked right now. They have potential to make the college football playoff. I'm a big believer if you're not even in the SEC championship or conference championship game, you should automatically not be considered for a college football berth. But the way that Tennessee's been playing this year, that could potentially change. I feel like this year in college football, there's just a lot more unanswered questions and uncertainty with a lot of programs that it's just you haven't really seen much of, and it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. TCU, number four, Texas Christian University, having a really solid year. They've proved a lot of people wrong. TCU is a very good program. I think we've kind of established that now with a big win on the road at Texas. They've also had some big wins against Kansas State. Oklahoma State, Kansas at the time, Oklahoma. They crushed Oklahoma. 
So, you know, moving forward, Baylor and Ohio State, those are two games they probably should win. And that kind of opens the door to see who they're going to be facing in the Big 12 championship game. Most likely, if Kansas State's able to take care of business, it'll be them. But they got West Virginia and Kansas coming up, so we'll see. But TCU, they're able to win out at least. We'll be in the, the college football playoff. They lose one of the games. Unfortunately, I think their run will come to an end. Michigan, number three. Michigan stays in my top four. They're 7-0 in conference play, 10-0 in overall record. They got a good matchup this week against Illinois. One of the reasons why I say that is although Illinois is still ranked inside the AP Top 25, I don't have them ranked in my top 25 for college football. They lost to Purdue this week, but they got a lot of vengeance on their mind. Will Michigan be able to hold? I hope they do because if Iowa was able to win out and Illinois loses, I believe Iowa will be in the Big Ten Championship game. But Illinois has proven this year that they've really been a solid team. I do think Michigan's got a good team. I think their offense is pretty good. Their defense is solid, but curious to see how that Illinois defense goes into play. You know, they're playing on the road, so it's going to be difficult for Illinois to win, but, you know, Michigan could definitely lose this one and, and let it slip away. Hopefully not, though, but we'll see. And then if they're able to lose that one, they're for sure out of the college football playoff. Rankings. In my opinion, unless they beat Ohio State and win the Big Ten championship. That's what I'm saying. There's so many different um, – I guess, outcomes that can happen. Ohio State, number two, they say in my top two after a dominating win against Indiana, 56-14. to 14. They wait, They go on the road at Maryland next week before taking on Michigan, a ultimate game for them moving forward. Ohio State's really good. They're a really solid team. They've had some really dominating wins, and this is a team, like I said, if they're able to win out, they're obviously going to be in the college football playoff. Curious again, too, if for some reason they're able to lose or they lose to Maryland this week, they beat Michigan. I don't know if they're going to be get, begin in because wherever the Big Ten West opponent is, they're not really having a good season. So it's going to be a dicey. So these wins, these games for Ohio State and Michigan before matching up in the big matchup there in the final week of the season is going to be vital to us. Uh, who's going to be in and who's going to be out. And then finally, the number one team undoubtedly is Georgia. They beat Mississippi. State, they've had some other quality wins and overall have just been a very good team this season. I think a lot of people were expecting them to kind of be in the spot that they were at, but moving forward, they're the team to beat. You know, they got that big matchup against LSU in the big, sorry, the SEC championship game. Although I feel like they've proved themselves, that'll be another chance to do so. So we'll see how this Georgia team fares out. But in my opinion, they're the team to beat. And this is the team moving forward that people got their eyes on. We'll see how much I'm right. We'll see if there's any that I got wrong. There's probably a good amount that I got wrong. But at the end of the day, my rankings are the only ones that matter. I'm just kidding. Appreciate you guys listening to another episode of The Truth. I hope you guys did enjoy it. If you guys did, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter at The Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information that you do not want to miss. Until next time, I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen, signing out. Take care and good night. Peace. Peace.